What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's the very last Manic Monday of the regular season MLB. Call to the pen, HQ. Fastest show on MLB absolutely anywhere. Man, my apologies. Leave it to me to make it the entire season. Didn't miss a single day. You know it. Boogers and all. And today, I was early. I was ready. Uh, it's funny. If people kind of saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you'd really get such a kick out of it. Right? I mean, I come across as very organized and professional, and I intend that. <laughs> like, I forgot to plug in the Ethernet, tripped over a wire, pulled a light out of the wall. <laughs> Sparks going off. And that's why I was three minutes late, everybody. Welcome back, 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 man. Oh, man, this show means the absolute world to me. Thank you all. Rich Clark, Brian E., welcome aboard. Super short slate today. <laughs> Rich just needed an extra five minutes. I mean, God, I'm really going off the rails if we need an extra five today. Not much going on. OPMG, good morning. Hope you had a great weekend. I mean, I had such a good weekend. I just smashed football. I'm counting my thousands right now. Smashed, smashed these ladder plays. Follow me on Twitter at John Legazo. Follow the show handle at Colton Penn HQ. Mr. Coop on the ones and twos. Best producer in the game. You know he's going to get back at you. One thing, our stuff reeks of effort, and hopefully it reeks of passion because that really is the truth you know we care and that's why we bring you this baby all the nuance and the context you could possibly stomach i hope i almost it almost feels impossible that if you follow the entire year that you're not a you're not better at sports betting i i hate like regardless of the pl regardless it's just it's hard to imagine that you wouldn't be a better sports better you know having learned some of the process and methodology and stuff to go over yeah, there's really not much to do today bgc good morning going out strong of course me ripping ripping electric sockets out of the wall yeah <laughs> just four games today and it was only three yankees and diamondbacks first up we'll get to it in a second it's the afternoon game i guess we'll get to it at the end i don't even know does anybody care anymore the mlb schedule is having some more fun with us jay on the way out the door you'd think like you, you know, it's pennant race time. It's like the heat is on. And you'd think that it would just be a little more balanced. Like, how does... I, I don't even get I just don't get it. I don't get it. Still playing fantasy baseball. I see a lot of the scheduling, and I just don't get it. There's some makeups and mix-ups and stuff, but I, I don't get how today there's three games on the slate, like I said, plus my Yankees. So let's keep the commuter crowd in mind, right? We've never... We haven't done them wrong yet. But Jay, you know, I just out of my eye. I'm kind of getting a laugh because all the lighting stuff, is it possible by accident I made it like a whole better? I'm not, it's not flickering. We got no shadows and stuff. This looks like professional, man. What happened? It's so funny if this is, if this is the answer. Again, sometimes less is more, people. Last quick lesson before we dive into the games because we'll, this will tie everything in. Man, less is more really is a great lesson to leave everyone with. When you're handicapping baseball in particular, sports in general, I guess. You know, we love our numbers. We love our stats and stuff. And we should, you know, it's a benchmark, the base of our analysis. And, you know, that's where we come from. Brian Rose, good morning, friend. We're talking about less is more, Brian. And I know I could speak very specifically to this. What we used to be in trading and then when I brought over to sports betting. 
you try to you like pile up indicators and you want to feel like that increases your odds now which in theory right they might but i think sports betters push that number too far and i've always gotten pushback from the majority of the crowd because i feel like most games are 50 50. like almost every professional game is 50 50 when it starts the second it starts you realize wait wait a minute oh wait this guy that picture looks sharp the cowboys are losing to the cardinals this can't be and think about that that's football football these lines got hung jay if you if you remember it you could put a hang in the chat it had to be like a minus 600. not to get into football but there is right a pretty great disparity between money lines in different sports right and that's where i want to get to how many indicators do you think those cowboy people had to validate paying minus 750 and again it happens in baseball where baseball generally tops out like what do you want to say? Maybe three minus three twenty-five. When the Yankees were good with Cole on the bump, three twenty-five. Berlin or Cy Young for Houston, right? Maybe this maybe minus three fifty against a bad opponent. Just give you an idea of you know, these teams lose, oh, they fail constantly. They don't even fail sometimes. They fail all the time. It fails all the time. So to tie it all in with my model work, I really learned though again, there are quite a few inputs in it. It took me a long time to figure out which ones matter and how to weigh them. Because I just flat out used to have too many of them, right? That's the key. The key is the weighting and not really the quantity. Wrong quantity over quality over quantity. Last feather. Let's get into the games, everybody. Hopefully, you don't take that with you. Remember, I know we all want to, and the split, and the home, and this, and the, and the face button, all these million things. Yes, they're all going to kind of put you in a direction. But that's why, if you notice, I kind of bet, you know, I have a set. Great, I don't feel like, and I don't think that you can't have a one you or a two you. I, I don't want to see that because if you have a certain strength, that's okay. Although then I'd argue, why wouldn't you just only focus on the ones you're more sure of? You, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. That's when you get into the trouble placing your own probability on something. Yeah, in reality, I think most things are 50 50. And a lot of times my analysis gets me there. I'm like, okay, it's good enough. And that's why I rely on price and I like plus money odds because if I can. If I can Get my analysis to 50-50. Now you're putting yourself in a probabilistic advantage. All right, boom. Wow. Who thought we were taking the day off? Not me, of course. All right, again. Commuter crowd of mine. Let's start with the nighttime stuff. This is the only bet I have on the night. I was going to tuck tail and run because I'm not hiding it at all. I've had a pretty miserable September. Gosh, I think I cut my units, my subs almost in half. And You know, it's part of the run. Right? You come out... It, it is what it is but one thing we do control again like i said risk management is i don't want to get smoked on the way out the door and there is such a thing as taking your chips off the table so i've turned down the volume and of course i mentioned how that gets me in trouble and that's exactly what happened the second i went like i'm going to put two or three plays you have one out of three one out of three one out of three and just click 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 down 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 and then i had it oh for three and you're like oh my god bad breed and then things happen you know what i'm saying volume builds character as our good friend matt would say so it's the white wolf of winterfell John Gray on the bump for the Texas Rangers. Minus 180 dog. Texas trying to close out strong. Wonder if they're watching Call to the Pen. On the bump. Patrick Sandoval for the Halos. Plus 160 D. Angels, this is one of the great. One of the, I feel bad because I don't want to pile them. This is, this is one of the great stories of failure that we've seen. Quite literally, right? The best baseball player on earth. 
than quite literally another argument for a top three hitter on the planet in Mike Trout on a plate appear per plate appearance basis. For years, they get Ugatsa. They're finally looking strong in contention. They shove all in, all in, and set themselves back another five years. They're not going to keep Otani. They're probably going to lose Trout, and they're just awful. It is so bad for L.A. Again, a lot of it centers around how you build that pitching staff. Let's take a look at Gray first. You know, he's got, he slipped into really kind of just a guy territory. Gray, I want to get up the, sorry, the, uh, the D-log and see just where this kind of went wrong. Because I was always into Gray's a better than average pitcher, 4-2 ERA, 131 whip, 722 OPS. All the indicators now at four and a half or worse, right? Four and a half expected, ERA, four and a half Sierra. So you gotta start believing that. 21 K's too low, eight and a half walk on eh, a smidge too high with the low CSW, right? We've been trying to incorporate CSW into our understandings of strikeouts so you know if a pitcher can land cold strikes. Generally, high cold strikes, low K is off speed stuff. Gray getting ahead of everybody, 67 first strike, but he's missing too much with too much contact. He's kept the ball on the ground, but it just it hasn't been enough. Gray's kind of just had his struggles. Lefties have beat him up all year. Righty's hitting for average. He's been okay on the road. Maybe that's the saving grace. I've got the last 30 numbers just through the roof. He's been it's been a brutal go. Let's look at last six starts. For Gray, at Arizona, gave up five through four, three through six to the Mets, three through five, Minnesota, three through two and a third at Oakland, three through three, three and two thirds at Cleveland, and then Boston, two and a third, two homers and four earned. He's Gray falling apart. You know, we mentioned that. And we'll be dream. What's going on, my dude? We were just mentioning the restaurant where the chef's eating again. I, this means so much to me to have truly impactful people in the space. And we'll be dream. And Maddie's in here. Frankie's in here. NBA props rolls through. Player props of all. Monotone football. I'm like, getting like a half a million Twitter followers worth of accounts. They kind of come through and just check the temperature. So, Dream, appreciate you, man. Yours one of the better episodes this entire year. Hashing up for you. Dude, like, heaven forbid you and I were ever in a you know bar watching games. God, I have to peel us out of there at 4 in the morning. So, one of the things we've been mentioning as we tracking it is sometimes... Pitchers just run out of gas. It's a hard. And I think that's probably it for Gray. So things have really spun out of control. He has an 8 ERA last 40 days. Been a really rough go. Sandoval also kind of stinks. I don't know. 4-2 ERA with the 1-5 whip. His expected stats is all at like 5 worse. I mean, a 9K minus BB. There was a point I kind of like this guy. 37 ball, 59 first strikes. So he's not getting ahead. And not putting the ball in the strike zone. 32 chase and not inducing chases. I mean, it's just a pretty much the worst combination that you can get. And he's been just awful at home. 275 batting average allowed by Sandoval. I just think he's going to get absolutely smoked. I I bet on Texas. I guess it's, I mean, it's the offense. I'm going to need him to carry us. I can't take it back now. I did bet the run line. But, Jay, maybe I should have went with the over on this one. And, you know, I'm not beyond it. I was kind of crunching and I must have missed. The gray stuff, I mean, again, you know, my model is mostly built on indicators and discipline, ground ball stuff, trying to see through earned run average, right, which is more of the mirage. I, I bet the minus 115 run line, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to front. But, like, I just don't have 
I don't have Ellie, Ellie scoring. So let, let, let's stick with it. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, Dre. Let's take the one line. I mean, the big difference here is the Texas offense. I got all their pieces back. You know. Yeah, I know. You ain't kidding, Dream. The um, the stuff of Gray's been rough. Sandoval blows, though. Dream asking how far he's going to go. I mean, can they really afford to, to pull him, though? That's kind of, I don't know if they can afford to pull Sandoval. They, that Angels, again, part of that kind of historic kind of tank job we've seen. I mean, Sandoval just gave up five to Oakland and four to Baltimore. He was decent against Tampa and Seattle. I think I bought, you know, was selling the rip. So I think Sandoval's in for the, the full complement. He's thrown at least 100 pitches in four of his last six. And one of the other two was 92. So it's got to be Sandoval all the way because of what you're mentioning. Dream. The LA bullpen is absurdly bad right now. And again, that's where I have Texas kind of pulling this one out in the run line. It's making me a little worried. Okay, the reason Dream again, you know, you come here and the comment section's like pumping with pausing me stuff. His alto set at 17 and a half, and it's tough to get to six. That is a rough one. But I just feel like they're gonna run him out there. I just feel like they'll let him eat seven. And isn't that God, this is such an interesting conversation. Well, we have a ton of time today. So, Dream and I kind of working through how you get to these things. And sometimes it's not always a matter of, do you think we'll get to six? Because there are so many extenuating circumstances, right? Exterior factors that kind of weigh in. And that, that would be one of them, like, as much as I would absolutely love to go under, you know, the outprop for Sandoval, saying he doesn't finish six, I'm legit, like, deathly worried they let him eat eight runs. And we've seen that before. And me hanging out with some of the pitcher prop guys now, watching the sweat out props, and sometimes that's what happens. You know, so I'm I'm a little rough on a little like, man, do you, how are you going to get, how are you going to get six innings from this guy? He has not gone six innings since a start against the Mets in late August. Then before that, it was once more early August. Then you go all the way back to like the All-Star break. MLB... Dream, Ultimate Texas team total. That probably would have been the smarter play than the run line. Can you know, I, and that's say I rushed to it. I just, I was looking at it, and I, I, I like I said, I mean, we could easily get this. I've got the algorithm. It's like absurd. Again, Texas offense has about a, by an absolute mile. 83 run scored, last 500 plate appearances, 23 ding-dongs, 834 team OPS, but 12% walk, 45 pull. You get to 355 wall, but 125 WRC+. plus. The Woba versus lefty's not great, but the expected Woba is very good. And, you know, I'm always kind of looking at that. L.A. offense has been just an abject disaster and a disgrace. And, again, this is why the model has us clearing it. But, again, if you are just jumping on now, I would side with our do dream, and I'd probably go team total. Jay, bring up the team total. It's not like six, is it? If it's five or five and a half, I kinda, I'm going to kick myself. If it's five, I'm going to kick myself. If it's five and a half, I'll meet you in the middle, dream. All right, it's five and a half. I'm each in the middle. Although it looks like you might find the five. That that particular book sometimes is not always all the way up to date. So hopefully Texas wins this one six to two, and everyone's a winner. Deal with blackjack. LA offense absolutely terrible. Two nineteen batting average, a two seventy four OBP, a thirty three point three percent K rate to five percent walk. You heard that right. As a team, there is an offense in this world the year of our Lord, 2023, with a 28% K-BB on the offensive side. 
15% swinging strike, and a below 80% zone contact rate. This is absurd. It's it's unbelievable. BGC asking how deep we want to go with correlated plays. My man, I'll let you go as far as you want. The where I draw the line, the rightness again, this plays into the methodology I was talking to is I have to have a daily allotted risk that I never go over. And then within that, I like to have some kind of structure. Now, let's say you have a single play for a day. Then your allotted risk is 100% on one game. So if you were to split that, then it's fine. You correlate your nuts off me and go absolutely buck wild. Where I disagree with some procedure, again, I'm not right, they're not wrong, it's just different. People that go harder on a single game than they should in relation to daily allotment. There's a feather in your cap again, becoming a better, better. Okay, right? This is the stuff that matters. This is what keeps you in the arena, regardless of the scars and the black eyes that I, you know, admittedly have. But that's the truth, right? So, meaning people just get themselves in trouble doing that. Like if you bet three units, some people will find they have four and a half on a single game because they have the, they are, or 90, like a, in a split ticket, too much of it is on one place. So it's just really all about weighing it. Don't, you know, don't sell yourself out on it. And again, I, if I get time, I may look at some of these strikeout props because Monday's slow for me for NFL. I can't do any data work until the games are done. Then in that case, like, I, I, you see me, I'll chop up the risk and play. I'll play five strikeout props in the same game. You know what I'm saying? Now, in theory, right, they're all correlated. You can't parlay them. But they're all kind of tied together. So BGC, lots of good questions for me, man. I, I can tell you're you've taken you've taken some steps forward. Appreciate you. Please, everybody, rate, review, and subscribe if you've ever learned anything on this show, right? Press the like button. If you learned one thing, press one cartoon finger for your one friend, Big Johnny. Okay, so again, I get now I'm back with Texas by a mile. I mean, LA is just so disgraceful. David, 276 expected Woba versus righties last 30 days. Like you face so much right-handed pitching in 30 days of a of a MLB schedule. How could you have a 276 expected Woba? It's a little, I got to do back on an after math. You're like, you have 25% worse than the bottom range of average. I mean, just absolutely despicable. That implies like three runs, let's say three and a quarter runs. Just, they're so bad. And then you get into the bullpens. Now, Texas does have a 4 8 ERA last 49 innings, but, 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 like, big shaking, but, and again, this is where the algorithm is different, like, the big butt, like, the big, like, the bird man, little wing, like, like, one of those butts, like, the whole garden hose, soapy water thing. 375 Sierra, very good. 24.5K to only nine walk for a bullpen, very good. You know, inducing chases, winning in the zone, keeping the ball on the ground, three quarters of a home run per nine. So, Texas bullpen, the underpinning stuff is not bad. It's been, oh, LeClerc has been good. And he bumped everyone down. Like, Smith was starting to struggle. He bumped everyone down, and they've just kind of been a lot better. L.A. bullpen, an abject disaster right now. 5-7 ERA, but the Sierra up near 5. The whip over 1.5. 12.5 walk. 45 fly ball with an 8.5 barrel. I mean, oh, they are just atrocious. They... Like, waved everybody. They just waved. They were like, oh, Renee Lopez, Matt Moore. Yo, Matt Moore is a really good reliever. It's it's total malpractice to just wave these guys. It's just whatever. It is what it is. So I guess, I guess I'm okay dogpiling on the Angels. 
Again, I've got Texas modeled up over five. I've got the Angels modeled at three nine. And again, I know that's not two runs, but like from a modeling, it's two runs. You know, that's that's the wide that's the wide berth, especially the plus five model, which again we've used to play those daily games, has you know proof, right? That's whatever. The employee team totals almost up to strong, you know, and that's what we're looking for. I'm that my model doesn't go none. Right. So that, I think that's what I should have loved. If the model tops at six, anything over five, you know, is super strong, right? You're in the top, like, you know, top fifteen to twentieth percentile, which opens the door to get to those maximum outcomes. So hopefully I convinced you the way I convinced myself on a bet I'm not really into. Texas is one and a half. Next up, I don't even know how you bet these. Justin Verlander on the bump for the Astros. You got to just watch this one. Plus 110 dog on the road against my dude, Luis Castillo, and the Mariners, minus 120. I mean, Verlander has been really good. 3-4 ERA, 117. Whip, I know people were bitching when he was at the Mets. It was always there. 3-9 expected ERA, 6.5 walk. That's the stuff we're looking for. The strikeout stuff has not been as strong as we want. And again, he does give up a lot of fly balls, which can lead to home runs. But when he's sharp like he's been right now, you see it manifested in a 17% infield fly. And that's, let's do another lesson quickly. quickly. Be careful in your handicapping, looking at simply fly ball rate. You'll notice, you'll check my sheets. They're all free right now. I'm not selling my work. Got to put infield fly stuff right next to fly balls. You need to know. You absolutely need to know that, that difference. In fact, it might be a little cool stat, like an easy stat. You know, I come up with this stuff myself. Like a true fly ball rate, right? True fly ball rate. Home runs minus infield flies. So infield flies have a zero batting average, right? They have a zero batting average. It's not, it's not anything to worry about. In fact, right, it's something to laud. It's something that we want. And a lot of times, these things also work in accordance. I remember the first time I got myself in trouble doing this. Again, this is how I admit my mistakes, and this is how I grew. It was the beat Shane Bieber, right? Oh, he gives up a ton of hard contact, and I was stepping on that rake. He didn't give up a lot of contact. When he did, it was hard because he worked the fastball up in the zone, and when he missed down with it, the ball in the stands. The best example this year is Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole with the sick fastball this season elevated it just a touch more, realizing that when you miss up, it's still deceptive enough to get some swings and misses. If it doesn't, the worst you can take is a ball. When you miss down with the elevated fastball, now remember, so that's you know, a low elevated fastball, instead of being up, chin, neck is up, you know, chest, where some guys are looking, those again end up in the seats. Now, hopefully, it's only being thrown with empty bases, which again makes a lot of sense. But something just to be wary of where Verlander, you know, again, you know, you'll hear, you know, one of the fake handicappers will certainly talk about the Verlander fly ball rate without mentioning the 17% infield fly. The th- and here's another one. Wow, lessons pouring in. I guess this is what we do, right? Verlander is a great example of how to read hard hit rates and understand them, right? So we did one part of it digesting and understanding elevation, right? One of our bins, our baskets, the template stuff we're always talking about. So hard hit rates, there are two of them. Fangraphs and Savant, both are, you know, gold standards and, you know, bedrocks of the industry. But they use different types of accounting for hard hit rates. This is really worth learning. 
and again, I remember learning this the hard way, getting into trouble citing. I think it was Vlad Guerrero, right? He's on the hitter side of best example of Fangraphs uses the human element with baseball information solutions. Savant uses a raw 95 mile an hour metric. So ground balls for hitters can get punished. Right? That's not a hard ball. It was too easy. You know, right at somebody, it was not a hard ball. Trying to imply damage. Where again, Savant is an objective measurement. 95-1 is a hard ball. 94-9 is not. And that's the flaw in Savant. Also the elevation. So a guy like Vlad Guerrero will have a very high hard hit rate on Savant because he always hits at 95 miles an hour. However, his hard hit rate on Fangrass will always be low because a lot of them are on the ground and right at fielders. The same thing we'll see for Verlander. Verlander has a 41% hard hit rate on Savant, which is not very good. Oftentimes, a ball is hit hard. However, his hard hit rate is 31% on Fangrass, which is ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. So it gives you an idea, again, of the con- contextual, you know, underpinnings, let's say, of understanding content uh, quality. Yeah, did we sound smart there or what? Verlander has struggled on the road, though. Been a lot better at home. We've always talked We've talked about that. It's been a thing for him. Not terrible, though. It just compared to the other pitchers today, because there are a lot, I guess. 246 BA, 370 ERA, but a 5-4 XFIP because he's kept the home run so long. He's been pretty good in the last 40 days. Wheels up for Verlander. Castillo's been amazing. 305 ERA, 105 whip. I mean, he's just been ridiculously good. I've always been a big Castillo guy. And then again, I covered this in my fantasy stuff where we noticed he was kind of dumping the changeup for a improved fastball, higher velo, better shape, better location. And Castillo just completely took off. And now he doesn't walk batters either. 6'6", six, six, walk rate for Castillo. Remember that when that was an issue? 21 KBB, 15 swinging strike, 80 zone contact, 35 O swing. So he's really been above average everywhere. Again, 42 fly ball, but a 12% infield fly. So he's really mitigating a lot of that. The home run rate is average, but the 292 expected rule kind of speaks to the entire body of work. And he's been unhittable at home this year. 178 batting average allowed by Castillo. A 568 OPS and a 2.5 ERA. He has a 2.37 ERA last 40 days. He's been downright phenomenal. These offenses are, are struggling right now. It's interesting. really are. I generally, when I mention I don't really bet these games, I generally don't bet these kind of marquee matchups. Yes, sometimes if I can get a good price and a plus one and a half runs, because right, I cap them as even. I will like to go over on these really low totals. But I do want signals from the offense, and it's been rough. Houston has a 230 team batting average, only 51 runs scored, 315 team OBP, less 500. Plate appearance is not any good. The discipline is in place, so we're always kind of expecting more, right? And that's okay. 19K to almost 10 walks, single digit swing and strike, 87 zone contact as a team. But the pull rate is down. The Hornet rate at 31 and 36, respectively, right? 31 Fangraphs, 36. Savant has very low. 8 barrel, 104 WRC plus. Not great from the Astros. Seattle, also, they were running hot as the sun. And they kind of sputtered out a little bit. 245 team batting average, but a 700 team OPS. The Ks are coming back. 24K to only seven walk, 13 and a half swing strike, 81 zone contact. Keep that in mind. Again, the things that we do here that separate us. Why sharp people come here? Why smart people come here to participate? Why we know that there are people that participate in casino line making that are following what we're doing. 
to see what's going on underneath the hood, right? Because who else is freaking crazy enough to do the shit that we're doing here? Nobody. doesn't exist anywhere. 15 games every day. Every... What? What? This show is just absurd. Absurd. It's objectively absurd. Objectively absurd. Anyway, we've been tracking that Seattle discipline stuff. And that's where the letdown, I think, happens. Like, I wanted the Castillo part of this. But I am worried because the Houston, the expected stuff is all really strong. 353 expected Wobble last 30 versus righties. That's top three in the league from the Astros. So this one, you know, is just, I like this from here. I like these from here. It's very hard to kind of make a determination. And then one bullpen just better than the next. Houston bullpen last 41 innings. It's a three ERA with a 110 whip, 208 batting average. Seattle is 41 and two-thirds. It's a 2-8 ERA with a one-flat whip. Both have a seven-and-a-half walk. I mean, Seattle really doing a 29-and-a-half hard hit. Both with a one-homer nine. Last 41 innings. I mean, it's it. this should be close. This is going to have, like, all the legit playoff feels. People often ask me about betting on the playoffs, and Jay and I were talking about it. Also, again, I like a lot of run lines. Because I think these games are very hard to cap. I like a lot of F5 run lines. Because, again, I think these games are hard to cap. I may look at the stri- these strikeout props. These under strikeout props that I've been dig- I was digging into the second half. Maybe that's a good way to go. Because the run, run lines are going to lead you to minus 150s. Woohoo! Oh, minus 212. All right. Where we still might get some love. If I get a second, I might circle back to that. Whatever I had 30 minutes, we didn't get through nothing here today. But me rambling and rating and raving. But if you learn something again, rate, review, and subscribe. Stuff matters more than it should. We'll be wrapping this show up, you know, five days in regular season, then maybe a month of playoffs or whatever. And then, you know, it'll be me trying to sell this band boy again, having them hope to bring it back. So if you want to run it back, get up in the comments. Tag Raw Pizzola on Twitter, and that stuff matters more than it should. So this one's closest can be, you know, again, hopefully I'm not walking you through. And again, I'd like to think that. I'm trying to lay out objective analysis is even if I don't have like a determinative play, then maybe I can lead you somewhere. You know, I may have given you information that brought you somewhere to pull a play, right? Because I don't have a bet. does not mean that they don't exist. I have my own style. And then hopefully deliver again the kind of analysis that, you know, will help you get to where you go. I can throw landers plus it's a hundred plus a hundred. And again, the run, yo, this is hilarious. I, maybe I saw this. So maybe it was like subconscious. But I did say minus 212 before, and that's what I have on the, the run line. And it's like, really? Really? Well, you know, I don't know. Very hard to look for a full uh, minus, you know, two run covers. They're going to juice up these plus ones. And then you know if you're betting on the, on the line side, be honest with yourself. You're you're gambling. I mean, we're, we're all gambling. There's no determinative edge in these things. There is none. Stop it. I don't. I honestly don't want to hear it. This is, if I think most games are a 50-50, like we mentioned at the Open, where is this one? It's literally 50-50. Alright, last game. Another one. You just want to, you got to watch it. Blake Snell pushing for the Cy Young on the bump for the Padres minus 115 on the road against Logan Spider-Webb, plus 105 dog for the Gigantes. Those San Francisco treats. Snell with a 2-3 ERA, 1-2 whip. He has a 1-2 whip. Whoa. 13.5 walk and a 1-2 whip. You figure that out. 581 OPS through 174 innings. He's been phenomenal. 32% K, 15 swing and strike, 31 CSW, 37 whiff, 81 zone contact. He has been 
so, so good. Chase rate a little bit lower than we think, but you know what? People see the breaking stuff, and they don't bother. But he's been throwing strikes, so Snell's getting by. He looks awesome here. 34 hard hit on Savant. I mean, you're only hitting at 95 miles an hour 34% of the time. It's absurd. 0.78 home run. He's been death to lefties, death to righties. And amazing on the road. 182 BA allowed. 213 ERA with a 589 OPS. You should jump off the page. Logan Webb, though, not the one to mess with. 3-3 ERA, 108 whip, but all the indicators much better than that. 3-2 Sierra, 4% walk, 32 ball rate, really, really good stuff. 66 first strike. So he's getting a 66 first strike, 62 ground ball. You know where he's going with this. And that, I think, is the hiccup for the Padres. They put the ball on the ground a lot. They don't really pull. They haven't hit it hard. You know, the production has been there. It was bound to regress for them. They do a lot of things right. But let's not confuse them for this team that's mashing right now. They're not. There's right people often that's another one that the the fugazis will tell you mashing mashing jay i can't believe i killed the shadows i'm freaking out how good this came out mashing scoring runs like a single with two in on and two outs not mashing it's baseball right let's take a quick look at what i mean 285 batting average 368 obp 858 ops as a team for the Padres, you're like, whoa. But again, it's based on the on the discipline. 18K to 10 and a half walk, nine and a half swing strike. Right? That's what's getting them there. 39% pull, that's a bottom eight. 32% hard hit, below average. But a 367 Woba, 137 WRC plus. And again, the Padres right now, one of the big lefty-righty split teams. They are annihilating lefties to a point i don't i don't even know if i've seen this before they have a 427 team wall versus lefties well, i got news for you logan webb is not a lefty padres just average 329 wall but 314 expected versus righties last 30 be careful looking for you know this big cover where you could get me going though is the pricing you know 115 for snell and the padres is not bad because the giant offense has been awful. They're not hitting lefties. 220 team batting average. 12 homers and 6 steals through 500 plate appearances with a 220 average and an 87 WRC+. Think about that. That's like a demotion. And that's the entire team. So, Giants kind of stink. So, if you wanted to get me there, that's probably where you got me. Giants also have a 5 ERA in the bullpen list, 57. But it's a 4 Sierra, 8% walk. 29 fly ball, like that's not terrible. Half a homer nine, right? The things I generally look for. The Siena bullpen has been very good. So, listen, if you like the Padres at minus 115 because you're getting Snell, I hear you. You know, but that's probably your best. That's probably the best bet there. Padres minus 120 over under smack at seven. And I, that's right where I had it. Right. I, I mentioned one of the bets I like going over on kind of marquee matchups. Seven being one of those numbers. I'm like, man, it's very easy to go over seven. It was 7.06 on the model, which again, right, it's not, not saying you don't read it legitimately, but the totals are closer, but like still, man, you know, that's looking low, that is real low, you know, when it's telling you 7, if the, if a 5 is what reads to the 12, you know, modeling a, a 3 or 2 and 3 quarters is what models to the 0, so there's a damn good chance now blanks him. But Logan Webb is a dog, yo. And again, those Padres are not great against righties. And I think Webb will be, you know, capitalizing on everything they do wrong because he's he's a pro's pro. 
But again, the joint defense is kind of a letdown. The offense is not very good. The Padres been a bit lucky. They deserve it after the terrible run they've had in extra innings. So if you wanted to twist my arm, but you can get me to get to the Padres. The game earlier on, it's Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks going up against Clark Schmidt, the Clark Bar, Holy Schmidt on the bump for the Yankees. I got this one close as could be. I got, I actually have Diamondbacks by a nose. I know Maddie was pumping Yankees through five, which I also have. I have Yankees through five, Arizona to close. The Arizona bullpen's been sick lately. They have a two ERA through 46 innings, one two whip, two ten batting average. No losses last two weeks. So this one's just a little close to me. I, I really don't care for this. The Yankees don't really care. They're running out, you know, the youngsters and stuff. They've had their struggles, Pereira and stuff. Who I'd like to see get some run. I'm leaving this one. Early game, Yankees are eliminated. Yeah, it's just like not the kind of environment I'm looking for. Plus, I've, I've struggled with day games. I don't like singular day games because if you lose, I like carry the stench with me unless I really love it. So I'm leaving that one alone. And then it's, that's it, baby. That's it. Last Monday of the regular season. Appreciate you, Jay. Sorry about the read. I forgot. We'll get them tomorrow, bro. From G-Bird and Johnny. That'll do it, man. We really do appreciate you. I hope you learned something today. You know, to, these short games are a great opportunity for us to maybe stop and smell the roses. Not smell the roses so much as like stop and assess a little bit, right? Take a do a little self-auditing. What are we doing? What are we doing that works? What should we be looking forward to? What have we done incorrectly and everything like that? So hopefully you learned something. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the notifications. That stuff just matters for some reason. And we appreciate you, man. Let's close it out strong. Of course, any questions, hit up Call to the Pen HQ on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter at John Legeza. And you can check out links to all my work. The baseball stuff is free. The football stuff is cheap. I'm making, making money like crazy right now. Oh my gosh. I can't last Mahana than the sun, maybe. And I guess that's it from everybody. The entire phalanx dream and all the chefs eating at our restaurant means the absolute world to us. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down. Hopefully, Texas gets it done and scores more than six while they do it. And Gray doesn't get rocked for five in the first, and I look astonished. So, enjoy the game. There's so few. Enjoy the day. When you're done with the book, hopefully enjoy some pay. And remember, when you work this hard, doesn't it feel a lot less like luck? I'd say so. Peace out, you.